Hi everyone, it's great to be back in your ears for another solo app. I'm not sure how many more of these I'll do before the end of the year, but I felt like I wanted to jump on and sort of uh, check in. And for those of you who are not aware or have never listened to a solo app before, these are the raw, real audio um, reflections of mine. <laughs> and it's an opportunity for me to provide, I guess, a bit of an update and some insights into my life. Um, I did one about a week ago when it was my eldest Noah's fifth birthday. So I'd been a parent for five years and um, provided a few reflections on that and got really great feedback. Actually, I think people don't mind hearing me shoot the breeze on my own. It is a bit intimidating, or at least it used to be, but I guess after a hundred odd episodes of this podcast, I feel like, oh, why not just jump on and see what comes out? I never really prepare for these episodes. I, I just kind of, if I'm in the mood, I jump on and, and yeah, I, I love engaging with, um, you know, you all in this way. I have to tell you about my morning. Oh my goodness. I feel like this was, it was, I was either going to meditate or I was going to jump on the pod. So guys, thank you for um, indulging me in this therapy session. <laughs> so I have just gotten back in after, back home after uh, dropping my child, Charlie. So he's my three and a half year old to daycare. He had about a three hour meltdown this morning saying that he did not want to go. And it has become a little bit of a habit recently where he's just kind of rejecting daycare. Now, I feel as though this is new for us. So now I can really sympathize with those parents who have really struggled with, you know, transitioning their children into daycare or, you know, their kids not wanting to go to school, to daycare, whatever it looks like. Like I'd never experienced that. So I was, I was always like, oh, well, that would be quite difficult. But, you know, until you're in the throes of meltdown number 56, you know, within 57 minutes, right? You, you can't quite appreciate how taxing it is. So I woke up this morning, Charlie's in a mood. I don't want to go to daycare. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, mum will buy you a treat. When I pick you up from daycare, I'll have a little treat in the car. That didn't work. Then I just did the destruction technique where I said, oh, well, I'm putting pizza on in the thermo mix, you know, making the dough. We do that um, on once a week, um, homemade pizzas. So I said, come and help me put the flour in the thermo mix. And then that kind of worked. And I'm like, thank goodness. He's sort of happy for like 37 seconds. And then once the thermo mix kicks in and the, and the dough's kind of, um, been kneaded, I, he just starts melt, uh, meltdown again. And then it's like, well, what do you do? So I was like, oh, you know, here, a book, this, you, you can have my phone. I'm throwing my phone at him being like, you can watch YouTube. You can watch whatever you want. I'm just like, I need to break this hysterical crying. Um, like parenting award 101 for me. Like most people like sit with them, indulge in their behavior. I'm like, I throw the phone at them and go, you could watch YouTube. <laughs> no judgment here because Hey, I'm all about whatever works. Anyway, that actually didn't work. That's how furious he was about going to daycare. So literally it got to the point where Jules, my husband and I were like trying to like, you know, I guess he, Jules is holding Charlie. I'm trying to get his shoes on. Charlie's kicking and screaming. And I'm like, well, get in the car and you can, you know, listen to whatever you want in the car, like wiggles, whatever you want. That's not working. Eventually Jules takes Noah out to the car. And then I say, we've got to go. Come on, Noah and um, dad are outside. And he's not into that, but he was a little bit more like, okay, I see that everyone's moving out of the home. Okay. So I managed to sort of get him out the front door, got him buckled up. 
in the car and it was just bloody murder all the way to daycare. We get to daycare. Oh, actually halfway through to daycare, I look down and I always have a bag of like emergency lollies in my car. So I pull out like a snakes alive, you know, thing. And I just was like, does anyone want a lolly? And and Charlie's like, uh, yes, like mid tears. Anyway, I throw like literally throw lollies at them again, you know, mum of the year award at 8am throwing lollies at my child to just shush them. Um, and eventually he sort of starts sucking on a snake and then he was, he calmed down, get into daycare. And as, as I'm trying to leave, I'm like, hug, you know, bye. The waterworks start again. And it's so bizarre because he's been going to daycare since he was one years old. He's three and a half. Nothing has changed in our schedule. He goes to the same classroom. He has the same friends. He's got the similar teachers. He knows the people. He knows the environment. What is this? And when I reflected on it, actually, it made me think, I remember they call it the twos, the terrible twos and threes, but I remember with Noah, between the age of about three and a half to four and a half, almost five, I think about five, it stopped. He was the most hysterical, annoying human being I had ever been around in my life. <laughs> like, I feel like they should call it the terrible threes and fours. Like, two was nothing compared to three, three and a half, four, four and a half. That was bad. Like I even remember texting my sister-in-law when Noah was four and a half. And I was like, I feel like, was your child this bad at four and a half? Because I thought they calmed down at four, right? No. And she goes, oh no, you know, it was pretty much like that forever. Like that it's just, it doesn't get any better. And I remembered going, what the, like it doesn't get any better. But then, I don't know, she was probably alluding to the fact that there's always challenges at different ages. Um, I found it definitely got better closer to the age of five. And now at five, I felt as though with Noah, you can reason with him, he understands, you know, they probably have a little bit more control over their emotions and things like that. So for those of you out there with the younger kids, you know, who are also struggling, uh, know that it definitely gets better on the tantrum front. Uh, but yeah, I feel you. It is not easy. I also noticed that the kids will play up more and will be in the feral moods. When I say kids, more so Charlie, when one of us has been one Jules and I are away. So for example, the night before we had, um, a, a number of us from the school, uh, from Noah's school went for a dinner and the kids love having a babysitter and that's all a bit special. So that's all good, but it's always the next morning. They're extra loud. They're extra rowdy, or maybe that's just the hangover that I'm noticing it. <laughs> but regardless, I feel like they really make you pay for it the next day. If you, yeah, if you're, if you're sort of away, at least that's what I'm noticing. So Anyway, it's just a mixed bag of emotions in our household at the moment. Um, but speaking about school, so our little Noah, who just turned five, actually, he has just finished as of um, yesterday, finished ELC. So he actually starts prep next year. So for those of you who don't know what ELC is, it's basically like kinder, but it's um, run through a school, right? So we, we're here in Melbourne. There's a school up the road that have an ELC program, an early learning program. So I guess it's like preschool. The kids attend uh, during school hours like they're at school and they have the option in ELC three, i.e. like three-year-old kinder, I guess would be the equivalent to go, you know, three, four or five days. And then by ELC four for our school, it's compulsory for five days you have to attend. So 
it's almost like, yeah, literally there, it's a preschool, um, a little bit different to some of the kinder programs, which are obviously um, more sporadic. You go a couple of days and then a lot of the kids will also attend a daycare center as well um, because the, the kinder programs tend to be for a shorter number of hours in a day. We opted for the school option um, because we, I felt as though it would be good preparation really for school. Um, and, you know, it just sort of made sense for our family. So, Basically, what that means for Noah now is that a lot of the children who attended ELC will migrate to the school um, for prep. So for him, it's a little less of a drastic transition than I know a lot of other, you know, pre-preparies out there who are planning for their big journey into the school system next year. I've got a lot of friends who are in that boat. And I guess I would reflect uh, in reflecting on my experience at school, although technically we haven't started prep, as I said, it feels as though I've been in the school system for the last two years. Um, what I would say is, I mean, so many lessons. And when I even reflect on yeah, my experience with Noah, I feel as though it's such a great time. If you do have young ones going to school now, um, such a great time to experience that and get the full social wealth of, you know, the experience. I remember with ELC3 with Noah, we'd just come out of COVID. So we had to drop the kids off at the school gate, pick them up from the school gate, and that was it. So there was very little interaction with other other parents. It felt very kind of like, am I even going to make school mum, dad friends? Like it just, it was very jarring because yeah, I think, I think we underestimate the opportunity to be able to hang around after school for 10 minutes and while the kids play and you have a little conversation with one of the parents, you know, as their children play or the opportunity to go to birthday parties on weekends, which wasn't really happening for us in ELC three. So I felt a little bit more isolated, I guess, from the school community. Then the school was great and they held, um, there were sort of social coordinators uh, for each year. So uh, two parents would volunteer for ELC3, call it, and then they would organise every sort of month or six weeks a uh, opportunity for us to be social, whether that's all of us kids and parents meet at the, a park or, you know, it's an adults only at a local restaurant or whatever. Um, that was fantastic because it really enabled us to start building a sense of community, uh, particularly coming out of COVID. This year... ELC4, it was a completely different story. We had birthday parties, a lot of five-year-old birthday parties, most weekends, you know, we were socializing a lot. And, you know, I, for the first time, my birthday is a bit of a opportunity for me to celebrate um, most years. And I love bringing people together on my birthday. For the first time um, this year on my birthday, I, I had a special dinner for some of the ELC parents that I was closest to as well. So, as I mentioned to you previously, two nights ago, we had sort of a little bit of an, um, a dinner with some of the ELC parents and it was so lovely because finally I feel as though these people are like my legit friends now. Like it's not, yeah, it's nowhere near as kind of, um, like, you know, stranger-esque when it comes to people that our kids go to school, you know, and the parents of the kids that we, um, that attend the school. So I guess for those of you who are just joining the school community in the new year, can I just tell you, it is honestly 
one it has been one of the best experiences ever i don't know what your experience was like with kinder call it um or daycare but certainly for daycare we are nowhere near like you know we drop our kid off we pick our kid up that's kind of the end of it yes there's a whatsapp group for our daycare where the parents communicate i guess a little bit but it's barely active and i know a couple of the parents from like an ad hoc birthday party here or there but certainly there's nowhere near the level of sense of community that i've experienced through the school system for me, community is so important. Like, I mean, for most people, right? Like, you know, nothing better than knowing a whole heap of local parents and your kids getting along with their kids and you can be social and enjoy your time together. And yeah, for me, that was really, really special. And I'm so excited. I mean, there are a number of parents who will not be attending the school next year. Um, they're going to other, their kids will go to other schools, but I know that we'll maintain a friendship. Um, we actually put together, I, I suggested with a couple of my closer uh, mum friends that we do a PT session once a week. Um, this only started a few weeks ago and it was really an opportunity to ensure that we all stay together because some of those parents will be going to other schools. Um, and yeah, and like we've, we've enacted that and I'm like, it's a great opportunity to get, get fit. We'll often go to one of um, the mum's houses and a trainer will come and there's about four or five of us who will work out together. And it's just so fun. Like, so there are, yeah, so many opportunities, I guess, that have come from the, um, the school community that I probably, I knew that would probably be the case, but I guess having now experienced it, I feel extremely grateful for those people who are in my life. So something to really look forward to as you go into the school community. And I guess, the other thing I would encourage is, I mean, if they don't have a WhatsApp group or it's not highly organized with the social aspect of things, you know, you start something. Why don't you look to get, you know, a, a couple of the parents together and get them in a WhatsApp group? And and what we found was the WhatsApp group was a great way. We had one for the entire year level, a great way to keep um, updated with what is even expected at school or what the kids are doing, you know. So we, our school has a, I guess, an online newsletter website thing where they update it way too frequently. And I find it really difficult to keep up with all the stuff that's going on. So that WhatsApp group, there's such a great opportunity for everyone to go, hey guys, did you know that this is coming up? Don't forget that the kids have to bring this on Monday. Da, 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 da. And it's like just the easiest way to keep updated with everything that's going on. So yeah, I would strongly suggest if it's not already organized, try to get a WhatsApp group to together and, and put yourself out there and try to get a number of parents together and for a coffee or for a local walk or, you know, for a park date with the, you know, with um, the kiddos on the weekend, because trust me, you just won't regret it. Um, yeah, it, it's been such a great experience for me. And speaking of actually meeting new people and, and particularly because at this age of our lives, like it's not often, I think that's what's so exciting. Um, not often that we necessarily meet new people. I mean, we've got our friends who we've had from forever in a day. We've got our work colleagues. If you do, or if you don't, you've got a couple of people in the community that you might be friends with, but you know, it's not often that you meet a new brunch, bunch of people to be in your network. Um, I loved that, right? And actually more recently I went to an event alone. And um, so what ended up happening was I, one of my friends holds a, a few, uh, like once a month, once every couple of months, will hold a social event here in Melbourne for, I guess, a lot of her mum friends and people that she knows. And, you know, sometimes it's a lunch and sometimes it's canapes and a DJ at a, you know, um, 
a pub or whatever. And anyway, so there was a, I'd been to one of her events previously with a friend and I went and you know what it's like when you go to an event with a friend, all you do, well, I found that I was kind of sheltered by my friends. So I caught up a lot with my friend, but I didn't really put myself out there to meet a lot of other people. It was felt a bit intimidating. So we hung back. This time around, my friend was invited again to attend, but at the last minute was unable to. And so I actually texted the um, the organizer and I said, look, I'm probably not going to go because I'm not going to know anyone. And yeah, anyway, I'll catch you at the next one. And she ended up texting me back and said, don't be silly. Like the whole point of these events is you go there and you meet new cool people. Just come on your own. And I thought to myself, God, it's been a minute since I've been anywhere on my own without a security blanket. And also like, it's the end of the year. I'm busy. I've got so much, you know, well, you know what it's like. We've got lots going on. So I really want to put myself in that situation where I could walk into a room and, and not know anyone. And then everyone knows each other. And I'm just kind of that awkward person in the corner. And then like, plus I've got other things I could be doing with my time. Ugh, I don't know. What do I do? And eventually though, I said to her, all right, I'm just going to take the plunge. I'm going to go by myself. It was the best thing that I ever did. And again, I mentioned this because there's not many times, I can't tell you the last time I went anywhere by myself, but anyway, I walk, I get all, you know, doled up. I walk into this room of women and um, I see my friend straight away, the, the friend that organizes the events. And she's like, oh, good, you came. Amazing. You're going to meet so many cool people and sort of, you know, encouraging me a little bit. And she goes, come over here. I'll introduce you to blah. So off I go and I get introduced to a group of women and they were awesome. And I feel, and then they introduced me to the next group. And then I was in, you know, and then a few more wines later, we're all besties and we're all going off to the botanical at five o'clock in the afternoon for more cocktails. And it was just so so fun. And since then, you know, I've got a few people that, you know, I've made connections with and they're like, oh, you know, let's organize a catch up, you know, over here or, you know, see at the next event or whatever it is. And so I, I love that. And one thing I reflected on in those situations is when you become a parent, it is, I found it is that one thing that you can kind of use to resonate with other people parents. So, you know, I walk up to this group of women. I don't know who they are. I say, Oh, how do you know the organizer of the event? And they're they're like, Oh, our kids go to school together. I'm like, Oh, kids. Okay. How old are your kids? Oh, okay, cool. And like straight away, you've sort of got this common, you know, theme that you can sort of talk about. And then as you have a few more vinos, it gets more indulgent and you're talking about relationships and how your relationship changed and, and -and so-and-so and what happened over there and the gossip and all of that is just, you know, hysterical. But, you know, the point is, yeah, you've got this, this common ground. So I really appreciated that. And I don't think I've really noticed that um, previously as much because I've always had my safety blanket in having a friend with me. But yeah, I love that, you know, where a lot of us in the are bonded by the fact that we are parents. So yeah, that, that was pretty cool. But I guess as I look at back on this year and um, take stock, I, I mean, I experienced a lot of things. I experienced probably, uh, you know, I've never worked this hard. I I don't think in a year in my life. Um, And, you know, even from podcast perspective, I don't think I've ever produced this many episodes from a work perspective, you know, we're quite busy. Um, And and that was great. But I think what I'm really looking forward to now is taking stock and actually like 
dialing back. I said halfway through this year, I was like, I'm going to go on season break and I'm going to dial back and it's going to be great. And I didn't do that. I ended up doing a whole heap of bonus episodes. I ended up getting all excited and wanting to do more and more content. And that was great. But I don't think I honored the fact that there's something to be said about actually hitting pause hitting pause on the momentum that you're bringing. Because what ended up happening for me was I was feeling great halfway through the year. I'm going on season break, did all this extra content. And then in the last two months, I've been really struggling to sort of find that motivation. I guess you would call it, I've been burnt out, right? Because I didn't honor myself and take the time to kind of just go foot off the pedal you know, let's just let what I've got out there simmer and then, you know, we can come in fresh again. So I'm really looking forward to, and this time I won't lie to you, I am looking forward to having that break over Christmas. Um, and you know, when everyone else in the, you know, in the world, or at least in Oz is having a good break too. And I I mentioned that because perhaps it's something for you to think about, you know, when you reflect on your year, Think about were there times in the year that you enabled yourself to have hit pause and have a little bit of a break and not have your foot on the pedal, you know, going hell for leather. I feel as though, um, yeah, I've got to do more of that. I've got to take more of those breaks next year because otherwise, you know, this life, these passions, our jobs, etc., it's a marathon, not a sprint. And sometimes I'm so eager to get to that finish line and get that, those results that I'm chasing. And I just think, oh, just, if I just do a little bit more, I'll get there faster. And if I just do a little bit more and I won't, you know, I'll just keep going and I'm surely I'll get there faster. And what I'm realizing is by pushing, um, it actually doesn't make anything get any faster. It, it, it really, um, it's just, it kind of prolongs the inevitable, which is, um, the need to actually have a break. So, yeah, the other thing I think that compounded that was probably our economic environment, right? I mean, all of us know, firstly, I mean, the war and all of this stuff that's going on in the world has felt so heavy on on a lot of us. Um, it's just awful what is happening in the world. But even from a business perspective, you know, like I've got a friend, uh, a number of friends of mine who are in P, um, HR or, you know, at senior levels at um, organizations who have spent a lot of this year having to, you know, make people redundant because the business has had to consolidate. Businesses aren't spending like they used to be. Consumers aren't spending. I've got a friend of mine in the States, actually, he works for a big tech company. And he said to me, Leone, I've been so stressed for the last couple of months. He goes, the last wave of redundancies that were made in the States, he goes, it was absolutely brutal. What they did was they sent a mass email out to like a whole team saying, don't come in on Monday, you are fired. Some people hadn't checked their emails over the weekend, go in on Monday and their swipe cards don't work. And security's like, mate, you got to go. We'll mail you your stuff. Sorry, this it's done. You're like, you're, you're out. And he goes, I am so petrified that the next round of redundancies, that's going to be me. Like, and why? Because, because of the economic climate, right? So even from my perspective, you know, for, from the property world, for those of you who don't, Uh, For those of you who don't know, I'm a property developer and we're also the organization I work for are also builders and we build new houses here in Melbourne. Build costs have been through the roof since COVID. We all know that. 
But the issue now is that because interest rates have been climbing for the last year, buyers are very price sensitive. So a lot of builders have gone under because, you know, of many reasons. But for us, I guess why I feel like I've been hitting my head against a brick wall and perhaps not in, not getting the results that we would have liked is is because of this climate and, you know, is because of the cost being so high and yet, you know, the income or I guess the buyer's um, sales, um, it, you know, et cetera, you know, are not coming in at, I guess, the level in which, you know, we would expect or have expected in, in the past. When it's a good market, everyone's buying, everyone's thriving, everyone feels good, it's happy days. When it's a bit more strenuous on the economic front, it it does weigh on you. And I'm sure if you reflect on how it's impacted you, even, I mean, let's talk about the fact that prices have gone through the roof for everything, right? You know, these are things that weigh on us. From a podcast perspective, I've been going out and, you know, seeking um, brand sponsorships and things like that. That's how you can make money from a podcast. You sell advertising space in episodes and things like that. Having done this podcast for three and a half years, this year was the first year that I've gone out to market and gone, okay, I want to start collaborating with brands. And rather than do all of this for free um, and, you know, there's a fair bit of resources that are involved in getting a show like this together, you know, from you know, the marketing to the audio tuning to the production days when you're, you know, recording episodes to like, you know, this is sort of become a lot bigger now for me than just recording on online and then releasing episodes. There's a lot more that goes into it. I've now this year been able to turn it into a business, which is fantastic. But I guess I had some pretty audacious goals around sponsorship and and how brands were going to react to what I'm putting out there. And, you know, I would say probably to date, the results have been slower than, you know, I've been working my absolute ass off doing the outreach and, and doing everything I can within my capacity to get people excited about what I'm creating. But fundamentally, if people aren't buying in the, you know, in the economy and, and, and things are starting to stagnate well then businesses have you know less capacity to be advertising and and spending money on marketing and things like that so um again you know i feel like when you're running so hard and perhaps the results aren't as quick as you would like it can feel a little deflating too so I guess I use that context and perhaps to encourage you to think about your environment as as well, but let's not underestimate how much what is happening in the world around us, how that impacts us and therefore how important it is that we take time. We take time to take stock and rather than just keep going hell for leather, which is often what we do, because let's be real as parents, it's not even just on the business front. If you're going hell for leather at home, it does not stop. We have obligations. We have people that rely on us to be there for them to manage their meltdowns etc so it can be really difficult sometimes to even just have that little break that we were used to having you know in our previous lives so I think in reflecting on all of that the successes of this year as well I mean I've been um you know as I said at one success I've been able to turn this into a business fantastic and I need to own that and honor that because I think when um, we are so results focused 
And perhaps we look at this year and you might be in the same way and go, oh, probably maybe I wanted to do more this year or maybe I could have done better, you know, or whatever. Or maybe you're happy with where you're at and that's fantastic. But if you are sitting there like me with these massive goals and thinking, oh, I would have, yeah, like it probably not achieving them as quickly as I would like. I think what's really important is to take stock and perhaps even write a list of all of the things you have achieved, the micro achievements, right, which will fundamentally get you to the ultimate goal that you might have set for yourself as well. So yeah, I certainly, I mean, even thinking more broadly uh, away from business, I mean, you might reflect and go, wow, this year, you know, my relationship's in a really good way. Like, and I'm really happy with how I am with the kids or, okay, well, my relationship suffered this year. Okay. So what are the lessons that I can take away from this year and perhaps reflect on? And then, you know, maybe I can, conduct myself in a different way or or communicate better or whatever it is going into the next year for my relationship. Or for those of you who might be single, you're sitting there going, okay, this year, perhaps maybe it was a tough year for you or whatever, or it was a great year, whatever it looks like. But, you know, if there is a plan to maybe find the other half or, or I don't know, just be happy within yourself, what are the things we can be thinking about for next year in order for us to achieve that goal too? I know from a parenting front, I think I've been so, you know, busy with the busyness that sometimes I don't give my kids as much attention as they probably deserve, right? We're so, you know, we're doing all the things and we're just trying to keep the household together and we're trying to get food on the table and we're trying to achieve our goals and we're trying to do exercise and we're trying to meditate and we're trying to manage meltdowns. You know, all of a sudden with in all of that, it can actually be a lot harder than you think to give your kid, I don't know, what do they recommend, even 10 minutes of one-on-one um, attention a day or whatever it is. Like I find that really challenging sometimes um, because of all of the things we're trying to manage on top of, you know, our daily schedules. So um, I want to be more mindful of that, I think, moving into the new year as well. Um, so I feel like that's, yeah, they're sort of my reflections. And at this point, I feel as though we've still got, so we do have two more episodes, uh, coming to your ears from our actual show. As I said, this is a little bit of a bonus episode for you all. But in honoring um, slowing down, I feel as though this will be likely one of the last times that I'm reaching out just to, you know, I guess, firstly, wish you all a fantastic break, a fantastic Merry Christmas and encourage you to really, yes, spend the time that you need to recoup because this is the best time of year to do that, to take stock and to embrace your beautiful family unit. And um, I know for me, another action will be likely to be coming off social media for a little bit too, just because I feel as though in the world that we live in, we are so on all the bloody time that even something like social media, which I find really fun and like popping up a little story or whatever, it still means that I'm very connected. And that doesn't really allow me to stop, you know, that momentum in my head of got to keep going, got to, got to, you know, this got to be online. got, Oh, what someone so commented, what do they comment? Oh, I'll comment back on them. Oh, I'll like them. I'll do the, and then all of a sudden you're sucked back into that world and you're away from the presence. So don't get me wrong, love social media. And it's certainly there's a place for it. But I think for me in order to really, um, yeah, really take stock, really kind of, um, be grounded and not be distracted by all of the things. Um, perhaps a, a week or two of social media is something that's on my schedule too. So look for you, something to think about, you know, you want to, I, I, I want to be spending the time 
um, doing things that I feel is really wholesome and fruitful for me over at least over the next couple of weeks so that I can return to 2024 feeling revitalized and ready to go and, and excited and grateful and appreciative and all of the things For those of you who like listening to this episode, uh, we would love it if you could subscribe. Basically, that means that every time we release an episode, you're the first one to get it. Also, feel free to share it with a friend. And if you'd like to join in the conversation, you can find us on Instagram at Parenthood Pod. Until next time.